Welcome to day 60 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Numbers chapter 14 through 15 and Psalm 90, with a focus on Numbers chapter 14, verses 20 to 25. Then the Lord said, I have pardoned according to your word, but truly as I live, and as all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord, none of the men who have seen my glory and my signs that I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and yet have put me to the test these ten times and have not obeyed my voice shall see the land that I swore to their fathers, and none of those who despised me shall see it. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land into which he went, and his descendants shall possess it. Now since the Amalekites and Canaanites dwell in the valleys, turn tomorrow and set out for the wilderness by the way to the Red Sea. So 12 spies, one from each tribe, was sent to survey the land that the Lord had promised to the Israelites. And they were going to go and they'd take it. And they'd spent 40 days there. They'd spent 40 days assessing uh, one, how fruitful the land was, and two, what sort of enemies they could expect to face, what sort of hardships, maybe military-wise, would they be coming up against? Because, once again, nomadic people who don't necessarily have a home base versus a land that has inhabitants that have potentially fortified cities and whatnot. And out of the 12, only two come back and give a good report. Uh, Caleb, in particular... Well, the rest say, oh, these, these are giants. Like the food, the land is good. The land is amazing. But the people there are crazy huge and they have fortified cities. And there's just, there's no way we'd all die. And Caleb says, well, don't you think that the Lord will give it to us if he's promised and he, he finds favor with us? We can do it. And we're told that the people grumbled and complained and started to rebel, essentially going, you know what? This is not what we would have. And so God says, I'm going to make sure this entire generation, anyone over the age of 20, does not inherit the promised land. You're going to wander around 40 years. 40 years, one for each day that the spies were in surveying the land. Except for Caleb and his descendants. In other words, God said, all of these people who have grumbled and complained over this age, they won't inherit the promise. Their children will. I will let their children inherit this promised land. Except Caleb. Caleb will see it and all of his descendants will see it because he had a different spirit. And do we, even amongst ourselves who all claim to believe, do we have the spirit to see the impossible? Are we united in what God has called us to do, right? Because there are times where people have this belief that we can do the impossible that God's called us to do. And we have to make sure that what God's called us to do, that we make sure we align our spirit with his. Because if in the flesh we operate, we'll come back with negativity of, of how our situations are immovable, right? This cancer, there's no way. The doctor said it's terminal, so it's terminal. Uh, my ability to rise above these generational curses and addictions. Uh, it just, you know, my father was an alcoholic. His father was an alcoholic, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm doomed to this. I can't break free. That is the human spirit. And if God has promised you freedom and God has promised to make a way, then we need to align our spirit with his. Because what we see here is 
from what's in us is what comes out of us. And Caleb said to his peers, no, 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 you're all crazy. He was the, the voice in the group that said, no, I see a God who can make a way. What are we speaking to one another, even as Christians? Do we speak hope and joy into the impossible? Or do we spark despair and anger? Because we do affect those around us. And we know, not just biblically or spiritually, but scientifically, that negativity is catching. Do we perpetuate a spirit of despair of we can't, or it can't be done, or I can't do it? Or are we the ones who are going to speak truth? Are we the ones who are going to say, if God has called us to it, there's no one who can stop us? Are we in our church circles, in our friend groups, speaking the life that God has called us to be? I don't want to miss what God would have for me and my family and my church and my community because I let my spirit get saggy and soggy and crotchety. I want to inherit the promises that he has for us. Are we willing to be of a different spirit? Are we willing to speak joy and hope? How will we respond to the hurdles and the enemies? Will we see just how big our God is, or will we be like grasshoppers? May you be encouraged by the word and built up in spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.